Well, here they come again. Yep, they're right on cue. It's those crazy gophers. They got bedtime stories just for you. They might sound crazy or a bit insane, but they just might make you smile or they'll stimulate your brain. It's bedtime stories. My kids love bedtime stories. My kids love it's bedtime stories. My kids love. Come on, y'all. It's them gophers. Let's go. we got to get ready for the next Gopher show. Hey, Pearl, just a minute. We've got time. There's a new episode of The Man in the Can out there. And the park is done, and the animals are going to head back to the park. Head back to the park? But they're under the protection of the wolves. And what about the dump? The rats and the snakes will get them. I know. And it's so exciting. Do you want to listen? The show can wait. Let's listen to The Man in the Can episode. All right. Let me find it. Bedtime Stories My Kids Love present Small and tasty, he's hard to catch When there's a problem, there's no match for the man in the can The Adventures of the Man in the Can Yellowbird, feather is correct If all that is left are the workers painting the walkways for the people to cross the streets into the park, there is no doubt in my mind that the entire project will be complete before we arrive. It may be complete today. The appearance of the crows do not disturb me, and we'll have to consider how we deal with our new tenants. But in all, I would consider this report extremely positive, and we need to begin to make plans for our trip home immediately, said the small man. Agreed. Feather was dispatched to gather leaders of each group of animals, and tonight they would sit and dine together and discuss the return to their home, the park. The Man in the Can and the Return to the Park, Part 2. Preparations to leave the wilderness and returning to the park turned out to be more difficult than planned. Some of the park animals were not as anxious to leave the wild as they were to leave the park. Maybe it was the heavy equipment and the demolition of the trees or the depending destruction of their homes that created the urgency before, but now, in the peaceful, quiet wild, under the protection of the wolves, many of the animals felt safe and comfortable. It seemed now that the very steps taken to ensure everyone's safety and comfort was the thing that kept the animals from wanting to leave. Some enjoyed celebrity status they attained in the wild as animals far and wide had heard of their battles and exploits. In the park, well, they're just another animal in the park. And some enjoyed the connection to their roots, their ancestry. Many had made friends with animals of their kind that lived in the wild. These animals had taken in the park animals and added to their comfort. Even so, the leaders of each group of animals continued to plan their return, and one item everyone was very, very concerned with was the route they would take. They would either travel on the river, which the biggest challenge they would be traveling upstream against the current, or they'd walk along the banks of the river, which would take them right by the dump. And there's little chance for the animals to pass without notice by the snakes. And then there was the plan by the man in the can. The little man thought that the animals could walk along the bank and then cross the river and continue their journey. The man believed that they could build items to hang on to and if the animals were able to kick and if the birds could pull on ropes made from vines that the animals could cross the river with ease. And if these items were light enough they could carry them till they are well past the dump, cross again and continue along the bank until they reach the sewer pipe and then enter into the park. The plan was argued back and forth but in the end 
No other leader came up with a better plan, and it was agreed to start building the items immediately and the plan to leave the park two nights from now. And hopefully, between now and then, the leaders would convince the animals that wanted to stay it was time to leave. Back in the park, Crag the Crow leader landed on the ground near the gutter. From the gutter slithered Bidus the snake lord. So, the animals have sent their scouts, hissed Bidus. Yes, they've sent two others since, answered Crag. They will be here soon. The park is finished, and it will take two or three days for the animals to make their journey. It could take them the same to prepare. I estimate the animals will arrive near the end of the week. Estimate? hissed the snake. Yes. We have scout crows out, and they'll report back when they start their journey, and report back every step of the way. We will know when they arrive, but for now, yes, estimate. Good. Sounds like we have time to prepare for our surprise answered the snake with glee. The animals will need to travel past the dump. They will be seen, and if I'm correct, the rats will notice and take their revenge. They may never even make it to the park, Crag reminded Bidus. Yes, then the rats will want to return. It does not matter. Snakes eat rats, and we will be ready for them if they choose to return. We will no longer need their ally, and we are not giving up one inch of our kingdoms to the animals, park rats or otherwise, hissed Bidus. The man in the can leaned against a tree and thought. He wanted to be sure they thought of every single detail. The journey back provided more challenges and dangers than the trip here. Before, all they had to do was hold on and float, float past the dump at night, and past all the danger. Now they would have to travel on foot. The trip would take longer and could take several nights. The man leaned back and looked into the clear blue sky. He had to be sure, sure he had thought of everything. As he peered into the distance thinking, something caught his eye, a bird. Thinking nothing of it at first, he wondered if it was a returning scout or a bird for the park just out for an afternoon glide. No, it was black and large. Probably a crow. Hmm. Crows are strange birds, he thought. They scour garbage, eat dead flesh other animals would not touch. They seem to be everywhere. They are the scourge of all the birds and state of themselves. They are predators, but do not attack. Like their cousin the buzzard, they feed on the misfortune of others. The man in the can's mind started racing. His gut was telling him something's wrong. Terribly wrong. But he could not figure out what was bothering him. Was it the crow? Was it the trip? Was it the discord among the animals? Was it the plan to avoid walking by the dump? Hmm, <laughs> it was probably everything, or it could be just nothing. But deep inside, the man in the can knew, just knew, something seemed wrong. Construction of the animal-powered floats went well and quickly. The amount of wooden branches was plentiful and soon nearly a dozen other devices were ready. The remainder would be built before they left as they needed enough to cross the river Coming back to retrieve the animals was not an option. Each family would carry their own floats. If there were animals with no family, they'd be grouped together. The plan was starting to come together. That night, the man in the can and Yellowbird discussed the plans and the progress. Together, they decided that Baron, the leader of the wolves, should talk to all the animals. And all the animals were gathered together, and Baron began to speak. Animals of the park, you've been honorable guests. 
You've left the forest better than you have found it. You have helped those that stay to prepare for winter. You have been our friends. In turn, the wolves have provided you protection. But my friends, you need to understand that winter is coming, and the weather here is much more difficult and bitter than what you felt in the park. There are no buildings to protect you from the deadly winds, no warm air vents to heat you on the coldest days. But I believe each of you, if you are able to survive the weather, there is a greater danger. Once the snow falls, the predators will come looking for you, regardless of the protection we provide. If they are going to die, they do not plan to die by starving, and the protection of the wolves or any other animal will not stop them. They will seek to satisfy their hunger. Just ask those animals you are staying with. If you don't believe me, each year they lose many of their family, and they understand that this is just part of nature. I encourage you to return to your park now, while the weather is good. For if you choose to stay, many of you, many of you, will not survive the winter. And with that, Baron moved away and disappeared into the woods. The animals were silent. Some cried as their dreams of living in utopia seemed to melt away. Some felt like they were about to lose close friends, animals they'd connected with. Some knew their celebrity status would drain away once they returned to the park. But in the end, they all agreed they needed to return to their homes. They were not animals of the wild. The great wolf was right. Many would not survive the winter. They needed to go home, and they would begin their journey night after next. From a tree in the darkness. A crow listened to the grand speech by the great wolf and saw the reaction of the animals. The crow fluttered away to report back to Crag. Crag would be pleased. The enemy was coming to Crag, and the crows and the snakes would be ready. But the departure of the bird did not go unnoticed as the man in the can caught a glimpse of the crow as he flew. It became clear to the little man now. He believed he knew what was bothering him. They were being watched. The man in the can approached Yellowbird. My friend, we have a problem. What troubles you, little man? Asked the bird. We need to make a trip. Huh? A trip? We're preparing for a trip now as you speak. You puzzle me, my friend. We need to go to the dump and visit the rats. What is the man in the can doing? What can he possibly have to do with the rats? Will the visit give away their plan? Find out in the next episode of. The man in the can. Small and tasty, he's hard to catch. When there's a problem, there's no match for the man in the can. The adventures of the man in the can. Junk mail, junk mail, junk mail, junk mail. What you doing, Happy? Oh, Pearl, I'm just cruising through the junk mail to see if I can find any good deals. No,、oh, Happy, why waste your time when you can get great deals like seven dollars and forty-nine cent dot com domain names from GoDaddy.com, or fifteen percent off your favorite shoes at Foot Locker, or ten percent off orders from one eight hundred Pet Meds, or twenty percent off sporting gear at eBay, or ten dollars off Pet Care RX orders, or five dollars and ninety-five cent per month hosting packages from Register.com. Where do I find all that? Just follow the links at Bedtime Stories. My kids love to get all these great savings. Okay, Pearl. Let's see. Bedtime Stories. My kids love. Oh yeah, here they are. All right, let's get started. 
new domain name, Happy Owns Pearl from GoDaddy.com. Check happy. 15% off those hip new athletic shoes from FootLocker.com. Check. 10% off flea powder for Pearl from 1-800-PETMEDS. Check. Happy. 20% off sporting goods to get Pearl in shape from East Bay. Check. Look who's talking. $10 off Pearl's brain medicine from Pet Care RX. Check. Happy. And web hosting for my new fan club at Register.com. Check. Oh, I'm sure. Pearl, I guess that covers it. Happy. You're simply amazing. You're just simply amazing.